What's up, everybody? So, uh, got a little special edition of the Clutch Gene podcast today for you. I'm rolling solo today, just giving you my reactions on the Super Bowl, just stuff I kind of drew up, my thoughts. Um, tried to organize them as best I could. Uh, let me know if you guys like it and enjoy. So, um, I just wrote down some reactions today, post-Super Bowl, of what we saw yesterday, and I tried to organize them, and so I guess I'll go through them um, just by how I saw them, and then I put in a little data here just to back up some of the more important points. So, um, on the Rams, obviously the Rams win the game 23-20. Uh, Rams went all in and it paid off, and they're loaded with talent and big personalities, and they made it work, and all credit to them, because... There was a point in time where we were all curious of, would they make it work? Um, so, you don't really see a team like that. It always works out just because, I mean, large personalities on the same team. I mean, you have Odell Beckham, you have Cooper Cup, you have Aaron Donald, you have Jalen Ramsey, you have all these like big superstars like guys, Von Miller, guys who all have like strong opinions and deserve to have them because they're pretty, you know... Um, big in the NFL they're pretty important in the NFL and so to make it all come together and make it work and have them look truly like a team for the playoffs I mean all credit to them for making it work um, on their talent uh, you just felt like during the game the Rams pass rush would eventually find its mark uh, in the first half it was kind of rough for them um, but they took over the second half uh, partly because of the Bengals play calling which I'll get to later but I, I I felt like the beginning of that game, um, when the Rams were having trouble getting to the quarterback and the Bengals are kind of controlling that aspect of the game, um, I felt like you just left that first half thinking this is going to play a role. Like, it hasn't happened yet, but it's going to play a role in the game. It, I, There was a moment at the end of the first half where I thought, it's not big now, but it's this is going to decide the game. Can the Bengals keep it up? Can the Bengals continue to nullify that part of the game? Um, so then we have uh, Matt Stafford. I mean, all power to him. He won the Super Bowl. He's got his ring. Um, first year with McVay. Um, definitely an improvement over Jared Goff. But Matt Stafford looked pretty bad for stretches of that game. Um, he had some nice throws here and there. He had that no-look pass on the final drive of the game. That was, I mean, that was a ballsy move. A no-look pass with the game on the line. Um, yeah, that's a ballsy move and a, a great throw and great play all around. But he also had some other things that didn't look so great. I wasn't really super, I didn't leave this game thinking Matt Stafford, wow, he's, you know, he's really figured it out he's really you know put those demons of Detroit behind him it was almost a situation of like you can take the boy out of Detroit but you can't take the Detroit out of the boy because he looked scared for parts of that game um he had the back end zone throw to Van Jefferson on that final drive that he just he just missed him like there's no nothing else to it I think Chris Collinsworth tried to give him a pass on the broadcast but he missed that throw he missed that throw and you'd expect Matt Stafford to make that throw um, that's a throw that Jared Goff would miss. And we got Matt Stafford to improve over Jared Goff, so you'd expect Matt Stafford to make that throw. 
Um, and then he had the interception in the first half where he just launches a missile 55 yards to Jesse Bates. He points down the field. Um, I think he's throwing to Van Jefferson in the back of the end zone again. And Jesse, I mean, Jesse Bates was all over that. Je- I mean, it's probably one of the easier picks that Jesse Bates will ever get in his life. Um, and then even that second interception, the receiver should have caught it. The one to, uh, I can't remember his name. The guy who came in for Odell Beckham when he got hurt. Um, but he has a throw to that guy on third down. I want to say that gets picked off or second down that gets picked off. Um, and yeah, the receiver should have caught it, but at the same time, that was a bad throw. That was a, it was an easy throw for him to make and he missed it. Um, the guy's name is Scow- Scourneck, Ben Scourneck. He came in for Odell, ended up having two catches for 12 yards. And obviously that drop um, that led to the pick. But once again, it's like you'd expect Matt Stafford to kind of put that more on the more on the money than he did. Um, and it led to an interception. And that's that one's not all his fault, but it is what it is. And I feel like he looked scared for portions of that game. I wasn't I didn't leave this game being super convinced by Matt Stafford. Um, this is a huge win for the McVay legacy. Um, he needed this one. I really feel like I mean, look, if we go into the off season and imagine. Imagine Boy Wonder losing his first two Super Bowls, including one where he went all in and had the superior talent, because that's what it was this game, is the Rams had superior talent to the Bengals. There's no saying otherwise. Um, I mean, just look at their rosters up and down. You would take every single Rams player, maybe outside of the quarterback, over any of the uh, Bengals players. Um, And one where he gets... This would have been one Sean McVay for... Uh, you know, one where he has more talent and he goes all in, and another one where he gets outcoached by the greatest coach of all time in Bill Belichick, but at the same time, he still got severely, severely outcoached, and he even admits that. Um, so yeah, I feel like this game, as far as like the biggest winners of this game go, I feel like Sean McVay has to be up there for biggest winners, because if he leaves this game with another Super Bowl loss, 0-2, and he's supposed to be Boy Wonder, the one that got multiple people hired. I mean, think of how many coaches in the NFL got hired because Sean McVay was hired. You know? Um, so if he leaves this game and he's 0-2 in Super Bowls, including at least one where he had more talent, that's this is a big game. This is a big game for Sean McVay, and I feel like he did a pretty good job coaching-wise. I, I don't think I had any real complaints about his decisions. Um but this was this was big. This was big. He needed this one. Um, and now he gets the monkey off his back, too, because that's a whole other thing, is if he loses this game, does this become one of those things like, um, like with on a lesser extent, like Kirk Cousins in the playoffs, you know, where he, he has that monkey on his back his whole career? Um, does it become like a Dallas Cowboys situation where they can't get over the hump for the past 25 years? You know, what if McVay loses his game? How tough is it for him to come back next year and people be as bought into him? Because I feel like he's still, McVay's still in that phase where, and I think he'll be in it for a while where he's still seen as boy wonder just because he got the job so young. Um, so I think that I think that him being 0-2 in Super Bowls has a real impact on how people see him. And maybe we maybe we go into next season having more questions about what McVay is as a coach. Is he everything we've hyped him up to be as a coach? Um, 
so Cooper Cup wins Super Bowl MVP. Um, I personally thought that Aaron Donald had a case for it. I mean, I mean, look, Cooper Cup had eight catches for 92 yards and two touchdowns, and he had to carry the load as far as receivers go once Odell Beckham went out midway through the second quarter. So, I mean, Cooper Cup deserved it. I'm not going to sit here and say he didn't. Um, but Aaron Donald, I feel like, had a legitimate case for Super Bowl MVP, and here, here it is. He had two sacks, he had three quarterback hits, he had two tackles for loss, um, and he made arguably the two biggest plays of the game outside of the touchdown pass to Cooper Cup at the end of the game, which why Eli Apple is one-on-one against Cooper Cup is a whole nother question. Um, but, so Cooper Cup catches that pass, the Bengals look like they're about to drive, and one of the plays that's not going to be talked about from this game, because he Aaron Donald ends up making an even better play the next play, is on that third and one, when Samaji P. Ryan is running the ball, which we'll also get to, um, he has that first down. Like, he he should, any running back in the NFL should have that first down 10 times out of 10, and Aaron Donald just uses force of will and drags him back so that he can't cross the plane. It was a great play. It was a great play. And it's going to get overshadowed because then Aaron Donald makes an even better play on fourth and one where he gets the sack on Joe Burrow and clinches the game, says, ring me, ring me. And now we're looking at that. But he made two of the most important plays of the game. That third and one, if they can, if they convert that third and one new set of downs, who's to say the Bengals don't go down the field and kick a field goal? Because at that point, they're just before field goal range. At that point, they're pretty close. So who's to say that they don't? move down the field and kick the field goal. So that's a huge, huge play. And then obviously the fourth and one, we all know that, I mean, that's, that wins the game, you know? So that goes without saying, but I think Aaron Donald, it was a rough first half for him, but at the end of the game, when you needed, when you needed your stars to step up, it's, you'd be hard to find another star that stepped up as much as Aaron Donald, except for, of course, Cooper Cup, who won Super Bowl MVP, very deservedly so. And like I said, Cooper Cup, I mean, like I said, two touchdowns. They scored three. So, I mean, he he has 66% of their touchdowns right there. And like I said, once Odo Beckham goes out, you know the ball's coming to him, so he has to find a way to get open, and he did that. Um, maybe a possible on-the-run podcast coming up about um, Cooper Cup. I haven't decided yet. But, as far I mean, we're talking about receivers' roles in the playoffs. Cooper Cup had... All of the role that Larry Fitzgerald had, maybe not quite, but in that 2008-2009 playoffs that we covered on the On the Run podcast, um, Cooper Cup, his run in the playoffs gets pretty close to that. Um, So speaking of um, players, key players on the team that get rings, there are a lot of fan favorites on this Rams team that get their rings. Um, you got Odell Beckham, he gets one. Aaron Donald gets a ring. Matt Stafford gets a ring. Um, as much as I've had problems with Matt Stafford, you can't feel anything but happy for the guy that he got it, you know, spending all those years in Detroit wasting away. Um, Aaron Donald, obviously, just caps off his greatness. Odell Beckham, I mean, at this point, it's just silly how right Odell was. You know, he had, I think I saw a graphic at this, uh, on during the Super Bowl where he had seven touchdowns in two and a half years with the Browns and he had seven touchdowns in something like eight weeks with the Rams. That's absurd. 
that's absurd. It's getting silly how right he was, and it's really an indictment on Baker. But this isn't about him. This is about the Rams and the Bengals. Um, so yeah, uh, trying to think. Von Miller. Von Miller gets gets a ring. Um, Eric Weddle gets a ring and then retires. Uh, Cooper Cup obviously is a fan favorite. He gets a ring. Robert Woods, who I feel like a lot of people like, and they forget that he was a key part of this team before Odell got there and he tore his ACL. He gets a ring. Cam Akers, who I think everyone likes, gets a ring. There's a lot of guys. Andrew Whitworth. There's a lot of guys on this team that are generally beloved players that get their ring. Jalen Ramsey, who maybe not one of the more beloved players, but one of the better players of his generation, he gets a ring. Um, so let's move on to the Bengals, I guess. We'll move on here. Um, I was rooting for the Bengals, I'm not going to lie, and I was a little disappointed when they lost. Uh, Joe Burrow is hard not to root for. Um, they, they abandoned their game plan after the after the first half I really feel that way because I feel like the first half was a lot of quick passes and and take your shots when you have them but let's focus on just get the ball out get the ball out get the ball out and it nullified that Rams defensive line and all the issues for for everything that we said before the Super Bowl about how you know how are the Bengals gonna block this Rams defensive line how are the Bengals gonna move the ball Joe Burrow is gonna be under pressure the whole game that first half was a great game plan on the Bengals part and I know they were down by three but I feel like they played that about as well as they possibly could have and if it's not for a couple plays going their way I think they could have been up at halftime um and that being said they still only lost by three at the end of the game but they abandoned that game plan in the second half I felt like Joe Burrow had to hold on to the ball more and we saw it as soon as that started to happen you start seeing the sacks roll in I think he was sacked seven times or something like that yesterday. Um, so, I, you know, I, I don't I don't understand why. I don't understand if they just saw something that they really liked. I feel like I liked the quick, you know, get the ball out of Joe Burrow's hands and kind of nullify the Rams' defensive line and really only have to deal with their secondary. Because once you, I mean, it's the difference between dealing with Aaron Donald, Von Miller, and Jalen Ramsey or dealing with just Jalen Ramsey at that point. Um, which they were doing a pretty good job of. Um, Boyd, Tyler Boyd, uh, has a big drop on third down in the fourth on, in the fourth quarter. Um, it's not memorable. In fact, I almost forgot about it. But it was pretty crucial because he he drops that pass on third down. They give the ball to the Rams back with six minutes left in the fourth quarter, and they don't see the ball again until a minute thirty down by three. So that that's a play that's not going to be remembered because of so everything that happened afterwards. And I'm not trying to say this to rag on Tyler Boyd, but that's a pretty crucial drop and something that's going to be forgotten. Um, just I mean, just a matter of him turning up field before he had the ball. It's just it's a classic mistake. You know, it's it's going to happen. It's just unlucky that it happened to him because he's kind of, he's been there through the years where it wasn't great for the Bengals. And so I kind of feel bad for Tyler Boyd that that happened to him and one of the biggest moments of the game but like I said he'll he'll get off pretty free from this because I don't think anybody's gonna remember that play after everything that happened after that um so I still have some questions as far as Zach Taylor as a head coach I don't feel like this season was like done and dusted you know we know Zach Taylor is good I definitely feel like that's not the case um questionable decision by the Bengals to go for it on their first drive of the game 
Um, I really don't understand that call. It kind of reeked of desperation a little bit. It was almost like they knew that they were the lesser team. That's what it kind of signaled to me, and so I wasn't a huge fan of it. It kind of signaled that they kind of went into the game and they were like, we're the lesser team. We have to take our chances while we can. And I, don't, I just feel like I know it was I know it was short. It was one or two yards. Um, but I don't know. Going for it on fourth down at the 50-yard line. And a pass at that, a passing play, which we'll get we'll get to that too in a second. I just I thought it reeked a little bit of desperation. I thought it reeked a little bit of we know we're the lesser team, so let's come out here and try and take as many chances as possible because we're going to need them to win this game. And I feel like if they like like I said earlier, if they had stuck to their game plan, the Bengals might walk away with a win. They you know they might walk away Super Bowl champions. Um, on the passing play on third down, I feel like the Bengals should have run the ball more. I really do. Um, Joe Mixon, I think, had 15 carries for 78 yards. He was averaging something like 4.8 yards per carry. I mean, you can go look it up. It was... He was effective. He was effective, and he had some big runs. And I'm not the biggest Joe Mixon fan. I will come out and say that right away. I am not a fan of Joe Mixon. But I feel like Joe Mixon should have gotten the ball much more often than he did in this game. Um, I feel like he was effective. I feel like he was maybe outside of Joe Burrow. Hey, even Joe Burrow in the second half tapered off because he had to hold the ball longer. I feel like he was the most consistently effective player on the Bengals' offense. Um, which brings me to why was he not on the field for that third and one at the end of the game? I I mean, Aaron Donald makes a great play, but why is Samaji Pirine running the ball? Like, how is how are your best players not on the field for the most crucial point of the game? Um, I thought that was a pretty questionable decision. I know that Aaron Donald makes a great play, and you know what? The same thing might happen to Joe Mixon, but I'll take my chances with the better running back. You know, I'll take my chances with my one, my guy who's run really well to this point. I'll take my chances with that guy than with the backup running back. I feel like that was a really questionable decision. I don't know if it was... If the Bengals usually trot out Samaji Piran, I haven't watched all, all their games this year, so I don't know if they usually trot him out as like a third down back, so they were trying not to give give away their hand, but I just feel like I'd want my best back on the field for that situation, regardless. Um, and I feel like they should have run it on fourth and one with Joe Mixon. I would have gone right back to it, because you know what? Aaron Donald made a great play. The play was there to be made by the Bengals. The, that first down was there. If Aaron Donald doesn't make a great, great play on that third and one, they get the first down. Why not come right back to it with Joe Mixon in the backfield? I feel like the Bengals got too pass-heavy, and I think they should have stuck with the run a little more. Um, again, this is all hindsight 2020, but I said I even thought it during the game. I thought, you know, the Bengals should should commit to the run more because at least then it keeps the Rams guessing. I feel like the Rams knew they, they wanted to pass, and I think the Bengals kind of wanted to flex their passing offense a little bit on the biggest stage. I, I really... I'm not saying that's definitely the case, but that's just what it appeared like on the TV. I feel like they, they went out there and were like, we have one of the best passing offenses in the league. We have three great receivers. We have a great quarterback. We're going to come out here, and we're going to throw the ball all over the field. And the issue with that is... Now you give a chance for those pass rushers to pin their ears back because they know it's going to be a pass most plays. Um, so I think the Bengals, I think the Bengals really botched this one as far as game plan, which is why I'm saying I still have some question marks about Zach Taylor. You know, is he a is he a great coach? 
I mean, we we're, it's clear he's good. They don't get here if he's not good. But is he a coach that can bring you a Super Bowl? I'm not sure. Um, here comes the plane over the head, if everybody can hear that. Um, so just some other things, kind of neither team. But uh, third downs win games. I mean, the Bengals were awful on third down. The Rams were really good on – or not really good, but they were pretty good on third down, better than the Bengals. Um, third downs win games. If you can convert third downs, you have a pretty good chance of winning the game because you're keeping your offense on the field. Um, I mean, I think it sounds obvious to say, but I feel like it's such a overlooked part of the game, just your third down effectiveness. Um, again, it sounds obvious to say, but I – I feel like it doesn't go set enough. You know, if you can, if you're a third down offense, if you can get into those third and short situations and convert them, um, you're going to have a tough time losing any game. Um, and then the officiating, I know there were some question marks. I mean, obviously the Jalen Ramsey, uh, the T Higgins play on Jalen Ramsey, that's very clear face mask, um, OPI, whatever they want to call that. Um, I think, uh, I think, the officiating kind of found its level. I don't see the officiating. I don't think it should be the main storyline from this game because then to make up for that, at the end of the game, there was that kind of phantom holding call on the Bengals linebacker on Cooper Cup. If that call isn't, if that isn't called, it's fourth and goal from the eight yard line, and the Rams have to score. That play is called, and it leads to, I think, three or four more plays being ran, which also equals more time off the clock. Um, so I I don't know I think the officiating it, it wasn't a great game by the officials but I think it kind of found its level I think officiating shouldn't be the main story coming away from this game because there was there were bad calls on both sides that were pretty crucial um kind of just looking forward into the future for both these teams um the Rams have to figure out how they're gonna move forward I think that uh, let's see. The players that have played 60% of snaps, greater than 60% or more of snaps that are free agents for the Rams next year, you have Odell Beckham, you have Vaughn Miller, you have Darius Williams, who's their uh, corner alongside Jalen Ramsey. Uh, you have Austin Corbett, who played 99% of snaps at right at right guard. Then you have Brian Allen, who played 82% of snaps at center. So um, they have to figure out how they're going to move forward with this team, what their next step is. Are they going to be able to pay all those guys? Who are they going to let go? Um, other notables that are free agents after this year, Sony Michelle from the Patriots, Matt Gay, and Troy Reader, who is their linebacker, um, who I think played like 57% of snaps, so he didn't quite make the 60% mark. And then you have guys who are potentially retiring. I mean, Andrew Whitworth is pretty old. Aaron Donald, he talked about it during before the game. They mentioned that he might retire, which came as a shock. Um, I don't think it's going to happen, but it could. And then you have Eric Weddle, who definitely retired, who is already confirmed retired. So the Rams have some question marks. They definitely had a window here, and credit said they took advantage of it. But they have some questions going in that they have to answer before next season of how they're going to move forward with this team. Are, are they going to be able to pay everybody? Is anybody going to take a discount to stay? Um, we don't know. So, uh, and then on to the Bengals. I feel like the Bengals are kind of in a similar spot to where the 2008-2009 Cardinals were in that On the Run podcast that we did. Um, in how they made it, kind of the unexpected team makes a super, kind of gets hot, goes on a run, makes a Super Bowl. Um, even similar ways on how they lost the game. I mean, letting up the touchdown in the last two minutes of the game. Um, 
but I think they're in a better spot than those Cardinals were moving forward. Because those Cardinals, the issue was Kurt Warner was old, um, and they were losing Anquan Bolden the next season. These Bengals, I mean, they need to figure out uh, how to re-sign Jesse Bates, who I know didn't have the greatest year this year, but I still feel like he's one of the better safeties at his, you know, in the league, and I uh, I think that he could have a bounce-back year. He's a big bounce-back candidate for next year. Um, and C.J. Uzoma, who, I mean, is just a great locker room guy. He's been on the team for a long time. They need to figure out how to re-sign those guys, but as far as everybody else goes, most of their players are locked up for at least another year. Um, the key players... Uh, Joe Burrow, Chidobe Awuzie, who I really don't like, or I, I not that I don't like. I actually really liked him when he was on the Cowboys, and I'm kind of upset that the Cowboys let him go. Um, that's what I don't like about him is that the Cowboys let him go. Um, and T. Higgins are under contract until 2024, and then Tyler Boyd, Trey Hendrickson, and Joe Mixon are under contract until 2025, and then Sam Hubbard is in, under contract until 2026. So this Bengals core is here to stay. They need offensive line and defensive help, particularly at the backup or at the second corner spot, or I guess it would be third corner spot because they have Chidobe Awuzie, they have Mike Hilton, who I think is a very good and underrated corner, but that Eli Apple spot. I mean, like I said earlier, who is putting Eli Apple on Cooper Cup in the biggest play of the game? Whose decision was that? Because whoever it is needs to be fired. It was, I mean, I mean, come on, come on. Um, so they need help on defense because their defense, I mean, they showed up in the playoffs, but they weren't great this year. Um, so they do need some. Their biggest need is offensive line. I mean, look, they should have stuck to the game plan, but at the same time, those weaknesses that they have can't go unnoticed. Um, but I think the Bengals are in a pretty good spot. The average age of their roster is 25 point eight so 26 years old um so like i said they're like the 0809 cardinals and that they probably shouldn't have been there and they were like you can't tell me that the chiefs weren't a better team um you can't tell me that the bills weren't a better team um but Bengals went on a run all credit to them because i mean they made it to the super bowl i'm not t- trying to take anything away from them at all um because they had a really good run in this in these playoffs um, but they're in a better spot than the Cardinals just because they're younger. They guys are under contract. They're not losing key pieces. Um, so I really like where the Bengals are moving forward. So uh, that's going to conclude the podcast. Just quick one, just going over my thoughts on the Super Bowl. Um, let me know if you guys like this style of podcast where I'm kind of just do my little reaction after the fact. Um, if you guys like it, I'll do more of these. Um, This one should be significantly shorter than the other podcasts that we've put out. So let me know. Uh, Subscribe to the Clutch Gene Podcast, and I will see you guys next time.